This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Ike's Flame, and I'm super pumped to be with you guys this week, and we're going to be talking some more Mandalorian and getting pumped for season three, and right now we are, from the release of this episode, we are about eight days away, just over a week away, so that is super exciting, and so we'll get into some Mandalorian here shortly, but before we do, uh, just a couple things. As always, I love to connect with you guys on social media with Instagram and all that good stuff. So check that out. We're starting a new series on Instagram called Tato Talks, a real series. So check that out. Um, you can find our my Instagram is Ike's Flame, um, a Star Wars story. So go check that out. Look look for that. And then or a Star Wars adventure. My bad. And other thing too is i also got some merch up i think i mentioned this if you guys go check out my etsy shop uh, you can find all that in my instagram bio as well um and instagram stories saved stories go check all that out um and go check out some my etsy store i just got a few things on there i got a sticker a shirt and a mug so if that is something you guys are interested in go check that out as well so this week we are going to be diving into the Mandalorian himself, the man known as Mando and Din Djarin, and just discovering a little bit more about him. We're going to talk a little bit of his background as I did some research. I learned some more things, and also just going, like, what do we expect from season three? What are we going to see from Din? What are we going to, like, what's going to come about and all that good stuff? So we're going to dive into that. So starting off with, I just want to, Give a little background to Din, and even some things I didn't realize. So his homeworld was Ochventa, and we'll jump back to Ochventa here in a Ventina, Ochventina, my bad. And we'll jump back to that here in a second, because that plays some, some significance into his background. And then it, he was born, all it says is, all we know for sure is that he was born prior to 19 BBY. Um, I'm not 100% sure why that is the case, but that's what we know. And so, and then um, he's a human male and all that good stuff. He's a Mandalorian. He's he's Clan Mudhorn, and which he came up with as we see in Mandalorian Season 1, I think. Um, it also says he's part of Death Watch, the Tribe, uh, Bounty Hunters Guild, New Republic, and Fet Gatra. So, a little bit of background, and as I was, I was trying to like parse this out a little bit, I think it was it was interesting to see. This gave some clarity on some things I thought, but as I did some research on Dan, but it gave more clarity clarity on that. And so, um, Din is a foundling, a Jedi foundling, and so, or not a Jedi, a Mandalorian foundling who is basically an adopted Mandalorian. Um, is adopted as a child, brought in due to whatever circumstances. And the on the planet Ocventina, um, he is where, so the flashback that we get in, I think it's season one, when the armor is making. Um, some of his armor 
and with the best car that he's earned uh, earned from jobs he we see that din is in a uh like a he's in this i don't know what you want to call it um Um, kind of like a bomb shelter type thing. He that has like a lid on it. He's like underneath in the shelter area. But anyways, he in this we see B two battle droids coming to get him and is attacking the village. So this sometime during the fall of the Republic, and then we also see Mandalorian warriors come in and kill that battle droid B two battle droid that's about to kill him, and they save Din and he becomes a foundling of. The Mandalorians and the Mandalorian warrior that saves him it has the Death Watch symbol, and so really kind of clarifies, hey, that Din is being brought up in the Death Watch, and that he is starting to figure out who he is as a member of the Death Watch, as and he doesn't exactly understand that so he's so he's a he's orphaned he's kind of finding his own way he becomes this mandalorian foundling and becomes a a part of the children of the watch uh and which is death watch which is a cult that kind of broke off from mainstream mandalorians and become of this new kind of this new tribe and do their own thing and we see some of this in clone wars believe we see Clone Wars TV show we see this in Rebels I'm pretty sure as well traces of it Death Watch and so he has this kind of I don't know what you want to say um mangled background and so in his the tribe which is tribe which is his specific group in the Death Watch they are on Navarro, which is where we see a lot of the first season, and um, they vi- revisit a lot in the second season. Uh, that planet, it, we see him a lot, and that's where his tr- the tribe, his group is from within the Death Watch specifically. And so it's just interesting that he is brought up in the Watch. And so, he, and I think for him, he, it's one of those, like, I think this is one of those moments as. As I look at it and understand things that Den's making the best of his situation. He's living how he knows how. He's living how he was brought up. Um, when we find him, he's kind of doing the bounty hunter thing. He is has the razor crest and is um, bringing in bounties to make a living and all this stuff. And this is how he finds Grogu and was Baby Yoda. Um, and all that good stuff. And so we find him just trying to make his way through the galaxy. Um, but he also is in this kind of like cult that he's a part of that he doesn't realize it's a cult because that's what he grew up in. He thinks it's just the way of his people and he's honoring that, which I think is honor like that is shows his kind of his integrity that he is willing to he's not questioning and he is just going with what he's been taught and I think that is interesting and so as we talked he finds Grogu we go on all this adventure and um, different things he deals with the Jawas and 
if you guys have watched Mandalorian, you know a lot of this. We have the Mudhorn scene, which is very significant for Clan Mudhorn, which ends up right now, I think, is just Grogu and Mando. But um, <laughs> but still, that is significant and all this. And so he, so he's still trying to figure this out, and he's starting to hear these other voices. And so he hears... Things such as from like he's hearing things in season two specifically. We start to hear things from Luke. We start to hear things from the um, what am I trying to think of? Uh, Bo Katan and Grief Karga and Moff Gideon and some of the others are starting to really like talk to him and he's starting to realize okay, maybe the Death Watch isn't what or like hit what he grew up in isn't what he's used to and uh even when he meets up with um oh the guy on tattooing what's his name um in season two i'll i'll think of it here in a second but as he meets these different people and as he goes on these Convent. As he meets with the convent, then he learns all this, and he and all these things. And we also see that he doesn't want to take his helmet off, which is part of Death Watch. And I think that's like really like what can, starts to confirm that he is part of Death Watch. And we see that at different times, and it's just interesting to see all that. We see, uh, so I think as we he's a well versed man trying to find his way, and. I think the what really starts to strike me as who Din is is Din finding his way, and I think is when he in, actually not even in Mando season two, but in Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, he talks about with um, let me find it. He's talking to the armorer when he meets them on the Ring Planet. And oh yeah, uh, he meets on then meets the armor and some of the other of uh, his group on uh, Glavis uh, Ring World, and uh, he's he's trying to figure all this out. And at this point, he's taking his helmet off for Grogu, and is a, I don't know if he's taken off any other times, but specifically for Grogu, I know he has. Oh, and also when they were infiltrating the Imperial um, base there, which is also kind of for Grogu as well. But this is what the conversation, uh, the armor asked Din, it says, have you ever removed your helmet? And Din says, I have. And then the armor says, then you are a Mandalorian no more. And I think that's like, I think Din's, the strikes Din is like, hmm, like, what do you mean? Like, I can't like, and he tries to like apologize and make up for it and all this stuff, but it's like uh, he doesn't. It's a it's a harsh thing, and it's interesting too because at this point, Din has the dark saber as well, and it's so he's trying to figure all this out. He. I, one of my cool, one of the things I think is so cool is when, then after this he needs a new ship because Razor Crest has been destroyed and he um, gets an N one Starfighter which is back to 
Phantom Menace and all that stuff, but um, still pretty cool ship, and I'm excited to see that in season three. And he also, the hint towards, he flew it through Beggar's Canyon, um, and which is kind of fun too, which is throwback to original trilogy. Um, and so I think all that said, like, he's trying to find himself. And he doesn't understand how all this will work. And Grogu comes back to him. He's helps out Boba Fett and um, with Moss Espa and all this. And so that's kind of like where we find Din. And I'm going to be... So I'll be very intrigued to see how all this plays out. And what all is going on and uh, that sort of thing. And so I think it'll be... It'll be telling to see what those next steps are. And I think his relationship with Bo-Katan is going to be significant in season two or season three. I think, I think Ahsoka will play a heavy role as well because she is, I think I talked with Thomas last week is that Ahsoka has played, has played a significant role in a few different significant Mandalorian battles. And so I think that's, other thing you got to think about. And I think as well, I think Sabine could come into play here. And I think other Mandalorians just overall will help start to shape Din to see that he can be a Mandalorian without being part of the Watch, without being in Death Watch. And I think also he's maybe seen as a potential, I don't know what you going to say, ruler of Mandalore for the fact that... For the fact that he is, he doesn't want to rule Mandalore, but he does want the best for those. And so I don't, th- he's not like, I'm out to rule Mandalore, but he has the Darksaber. He has the connections with Bo-Katan if he wants it and all this. And I think that's super important. So we're going to dive into that a little bit more, what I hope to see um, on this episode and what, what, we'll, what we'll see from season three. And we'll go from there. So we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with you. Alrighty. We're back with you, and we're going to dive into kind of what my expectations, what I want to see in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, and go from there. I think... The season three of Mandalorian, I'm just going to say this, is going to be Mandalorian's galore. I think it's going to be a ton of Mandalorian lore, which I think is going to be awesome. And then also I think we're, yeah, we're going to dive into some Mandalorian history, some Mandalorian lore. We're going to dive into bringing the Mandalorians back together. And I think the part of the reason I really think, one thing I think I love, I have loved seeing in... Mandalorian so far is they brought a lot of legends legends material into the Mandalorian which I think is super dope and so like so for t- just two examples off the top of my head is so in KOTOR so Knights of the Old Republic video game I think or somewhere in that era I know there was a crate dragon in which we saw in the beginning of season two and so they had to fight a crate dragon so that was probably brought in that original idea from KOTOR and Old Republic and 
um, expand it, it like legends. And then also, I think the other thing is, I think I don't know what video game or if it's comics, but I think in the late '90s there was a thought for um, Dark Troopers um, already in Legends material, and so the fact that they brought Dark Troopers in as well, they've been doing a lot of this stuff. And Mandalorians have a significant lore history within the um, within Legends, and so within like Legends within the time frame it is now. Boba Fett actually kind of unites the Mandalorians. I think I wonder if Din's going to take that on. But also in the Old Republic, the Mandalorians, and I think this one thing I want to mention is like kind of dive into as well, is the Mandalorians were like, I think I mentioned this a little bit the last couple weeks, I think this intrigues me so much. So all throughout Star Wars Galaxy, you have the Jedi, you have the Sith, you kind of probably have some type of Republic, but the main two powers in the galaxy are Jedi and Sith. In the Old Republic, we see this specifically, we see the Mandalorians being like this third power. This third power in the galaxy that is significant, that is, um, I mean, I, I think even, I don't even know what book, one of the Old Republic books, where it even talks about like how like Really, like, a trained Mandalorian warrior is considered too much of a match, even for some Jedi Knights. And so the fact that, like, there's this equal to them when it comes to being a Mandalorian, and I think that's so interesting. The Mandalorians have such a significant power in what they do and who they are within the Old Republic, and I think that's going to get brought in. I hope it gets brought in. Because I think Mandalorians, they need, like... Because all throughout canon of Star Wars, from, like, say, the beginning of Phantom Menace to end of Episode Nine, I mean, we don't know a whole lot what's going on with Mandalorian in that whole scenario, but there's a lot of civil war, there's a lot of conflict and division within Mandalorian. There's not a unified Mandalorian. And I think... I wonder if that's what we're coming to with Season 3. At least we're going to start to get at. And I think... I think that's going to be really cool. I think we're going to see a... Because we see a lot of Mandalorians in the trailer that we haven't seen before. I'm pretty sure we get a glimpse of Mandalore, the planet Mandalore, in the trailer as well. Uh, we get to see Bo-Katan with Mando. And I think this is going to bring come to like a lot of lore. And I think that's going to be really cool. And I think we're going to see, at least for a short time, Mandalorians playing a significant power in the galaxy. Um, and I honestly wonder if this could butt up with Ahsoka um, coming into play. I wonder if this could butt up with running to the Chish uh, at some point with the Ahsoka show coming out. Even the First Order, because um, we have the New Republic. Even the First Order, if that gets butt heads a little bit. I mean, I know that both First Order is a little ways down the road, but I wonder if we're going to see a little bit of this and Mandalorian come together fight some battle like this that's very significant and because that's the thing we also have like in legends material after um uh after episode six return of the jedi we have grand metal Thrawn plays a big role we have the chiss playing a big role we have um oh i forget what it's called oobs on uh Uzan Vaughn, I think that's right. I don't think I'm saying that right. Might be. Um, which is a uh, 
species from the outer re- or unknown regions play coming into play, and so I think all that w- could come into play. And I, I, like I said, I don't really know where that would go, but I think that could be the case. I really hope it is because I also hope it's something like the Mandalorians can rally around and be a part of. Um, and I think that it could be really interesting to dive into that. Uh, the other thing I want to mention too is so Din has the um, the dark saber, and I think that will be super interesting to see how that helps unite. Another thing I hope they bring from Legends as well, or something like it at least, is the Mandalore mask. Um, and so in Legends, uh, we see at one point when um, Darth Erwin, well, uh, when Revan, um, Jedi Revan is working with. Um, Candorous Order, they're looking for the Mandalore mask um, on a snow planet. But, I, like, in that Mandalore mask, along with the Darksaber, was like the other, like, defining, like, hey, if you have that, if you wear that, you are the you are the leader of Mandalore. Or also known, you are the Mandalore, which is the, known as, like, the ruler of Mandalore. And so I think it would be really interesting if we get that as well. Um, I really hope we do. I hope we get, even if, I mean, if it's a mask, if it's some type of armor, um, something even outside of the Darksaber that goes way back in the Mandalorian lore, in the Star Wars lore, I think would be super dope. And I would love to see how that would all play out. Um, And... I mean, also the other thing, kind of going back a little bit, is like I could see the Mandalorians coming together to get rid of the Empire to help just kind of finish off the Empire because you still got Moff Gideon running around. You still got all this, uh, these Imperial, this Imperial remnants of that are running around and trying to call, bring the Empire back together and wreak havoc and all this. And so, I would just love to see some of that connected. So I think that could even be part of it. Especially since the Empire did so much damage to Mandalore, I could see that being like uh, a big thing, which we see that damage done in season, or I think that's season four, beginning of season four of Rebels. Um, but we see that, so I think that would be cool to see as well. So, but anyways, I think it'd be cool to get some extra lore piece of like the Mandalore mask or something of that nature that would help bring the Mandalores together in an even greater way. Even if it's something like, hey, we haven't seen this, we found this mask, we haven't seen it in 2,000 years, but because it was found, the Mandalores come back together, Mandalorians come back together under one rule. And I think the other thing too is I think Din is this leader. I don't, because, and I think I said this earlier, but I think it's because he doesn't want it, he is the right leader. And yeah, I know he has Grogu, and I know he's trying to figure all that out. It'll be interesting to see how Grogu fits into all this. But I think Din is the right leader. for One, he doesn't want the power. He wants, he's going to want his people back together. And I think because he's a foundling, yes, that could cause some issues, but I think that also makes him have a start to see things from a different perspective than somebody that is a blood Mandalorian. And I think it would help to create this sense of, hey, we know what's happening and we can figure this out and we can deal with this and I can bring all these people together, all these Mandalorians together, and to become 
who they're meant to be. And I think that, so I think, it, I do think Din's going to re, I don't know, like reunite Mandalorians, um, bring Mandalore together. And I'd lo- even love to see them like rebuild the Mandalorian capital city um, if it's capable of being done or finding a new home world um, or something along those lines I think would be really cool as well. And so I think Din is going to play a crucial role in bringing the Mandalorians back together. I think Bo-Katan will be there and that. I think Ahsoka. And also, and I think I said this earlier, I think Sabine is going to show up at some point. Even if it's at the end, I think Sabine is going to come in and play some sort of significant role in bringing everything back together. Uh, especially since she played such a significant role in some of what happened to Mandalore in Rebels and with the um, weapon that destroyed the um, destroyed Mandalorians and their armor and all that, I think Sabine will come into play as well. So I don't know what you guys like. I'd love if you guys reach out. Let me know what you guys think. But um, I think we're going to see another piece of lore, um, like physical lore, like a mask. I also hope we just learn more about Mandalorian culture, Mandalorian lore in general. Uh, I think we're going to see Din reunite Mandalorians to some capacity and also find his way out of the watch. Um, find his way to understand what true Mandalorian culture is like and not just be a part of Death Watch and go along with it. And I think Bo-Katan and others will help him see that. And I also wonder if we're going to get a pretty cool, I don't know, I don't know, lightsaber, darksaber fight, I would assume in this, um, between Ahsoka being around and the darksaber and I don't know what else would come into play, but uh, any of that sort of thing as well. Um, and I think all that would be interesting to see. Uh, and I think, I also wonder, and I hadn't thought about this yet, but I, is, because I know in Legends, Bo, I'm pretty sure in Legends, Boba Fett kind of reunites the Mandalorians. I wonder if Boba Fett would play a side role on this uh, to help reunite Mandalorians and be a part of that, which would be interesting to see. I don't know if that would be the case, but I could definitely see that, especially with the connection they have currently in all that is going on there. So let me guys know what you guys think. I'd um, love to hear from you guys. Reach out on Instagram. And I think we're in for a really good season. I am going to make the prediction that this will be the best season of Mandalorian we've had yet, especially if you love Mandalorians and the lore and Star Wars history and uh, all that stuff. I think it's going to be the best we've seen. And I think there's going to be some really good action as well. And, yeah, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Uh, And I think we're going to see some Star Wars things we haven't seen, especially with Mandalorians. And maybe some things we'd want to see, but we just haven't gotten to yet. And so I think that's going to be fun as well. And like I said, I think there's no shortage of things they could pull from Legends because they pulled the Crate Dragon, they pulled Dark Troopers, and I'm guessing there's other things I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's things they have pulled from the... Uh, from legends that have been really cool additions to the Mandalorian. I think we're going to see some more of that. And so actually we may be chalked full of all that, which will be super fun. And other thing, and I don't know, and I know I didn't address this, but let me know what role do you think Luke Skywalker will play within season three of the Mandalorian? I don't know. I don't know if he will play a role. I don't know if we'll even see him, 
But I think it could be interesting if he did play some sort of role within season three of The Mandalorian. Um, and I think that could be really cool. Um, even if it's Luke's like, hey, I'm going to team up the Mandalorians to get rid of the rest of the Empire or something. I don't know. I mean, that'd be kind of neat. But um, I think there's a lot of possibilities. But I don't know what that would look like. If you guys have other thoughts on that, let me know. I think it'd be cool. So, uh, talk about that. Here are those thoughts. So thank you guys for joining us for another episode here on Slam. Super excited to be with you and, uh, again and super excited for Mandalorian, which is eight days away. And it's going to be super fun. Um, I'm pumped for it, and I think we, yeah, it's going to be good stuff. So just a few more days, so hang in there, guys. We'll get there. And like I said, check out the Etsy stuff. Um, would love to um, you guys to check that out, buy something, get some Star Wars, some Ike's Flame merch, and also check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and love to hear from you guys there as well. And as we always like to say here at Ike's Flame, light the fire. Have a great week.